The following show features episodic breakdowns of Jackass, either performed by professionals or under the supervision of professionals. For your safety, avoid listening to this podcast at all times. Hi, I'm Mikey Aaronworth. I'm Jason Wellwood. And I'm Chris Aaronworth. Welcome to Jackass. Jackass. We're on a path of destruction through every single episode of Jackass. We're just three lifelong fans of Jackass, relieving the belly laughs, bad ideas, and broken bones. Today we're reviewing episode number eight entitled The Santa Colonic. This episode was released on November 19th of the year 2000. You guys can never give You're me a so break formal. on this. Eh? I keep trying no, to adjust. I went formal, so formal and I went crazy last time. I went crazy last time. You guys told me to tone it down, so I'm trying to find that middle ground, all right? Have you ever read Goldilocks? What? What does that have mean? Goldilocks and the I know, Three Bears. I know where he's going with this. Be just right. You want to just right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right, so t- give, us, give us our hungry. fact right. of the day, baby. Let's go. Hungry what, for facts. What, what do you mean fact of the day? There's supposed to be a fact of the day? Oh, Chris. No. Nah, oh, Chris. This is nah. the only reason was- you're here. <laughs> Well, I mean, it, we are pretty close to the 90s here, so I thought I'd bring back not jokes. Um, so, you know how uh, Steve-O had his uh, good old stint with the WWE before? And I think there yeah, was a right. few little uh, interminglings between people, so I thought it might be good to do a little wrestling fact. Oh, nice. So, okay, I like it. Yeah, yeah. So today, of this day, whichever day this was again, November 19th, <laughs> was actually Survivor Series. And okay. we had the... No disqualification match you remember between the main Stone event? Cold, Steve Austin, and Triple H. Who won that? Who do you guys think won that? Ooh. I'm going to say remember. Stone Cold. I can't remember, but I, I want to say it was Triple H. Ooh. Uh, one of you guys is right. Obviously. Well, <laughs> I mean, I would hope so. Yeah. <laughs> Stone Cold won the match. Yep. Yeah. So he won He won the no disqualification match. Yeah. Okay. Also, a big so rumor right. four, uh, four skiers in Austria died on avalanches. What does that have to? I mean, listen. I, I start digging deep, man. I found like inter. I really went in deep. I found old news, newspaper clippings from around the world. It's really not started, easy finding started, facts on Sundays. I'll tell you that much. You dug deeper than the rescue crew from the avalanche. That's for sure. <laughs> so those guys, those skiers, they must have been. Uh, they must have been placing bets on who was going to win, and they must have, like me, also said Triple H. And uh, couldn't <laughs> yeah. pay up or something. And Jay, unfortunately for you, it wasn't a, a brown avalanche. It was a white, like a proper avalanche. Oh, I know yeah, you okay. wouldn't mind going a blue avalanche at some point, but uh, sorry. <laughs> sorry to let you down, bud. Nah, that's all right. That's pretty stupid joke, so I'll, I'll let it pass. <laughs> uh, Jay, you could have said it's a shitty joke. Come on. I could have. Yeah. Yeah. We're off our game. I'm not. I'm doing fine. I made the great joke about the avalanche rescuers. <laughs> You're hitting all the points today, man. Hey, season one, episode eight. We're back. We're doing it again. And boys, this is a little bittersweet because this is the end of season one already. Yeah. I can't believe we're here. Holy fucking shit. We did it. Um, somebody in this group was a bit of a keener and just couldn't keep it in the pants and watched ahead and tells me that season two is pretty good. So I'm looking forward to that, but let's, let's, uh, let's really enjoy because this is the last time we get to see the jackass crew in like their, 
you know, recording their demo tape in the garage phase. After this, things are going to start to get a little more big time because they really blew up with season one. Uh, So enjoy this kind of like, you know, amateur porn uh, take on... uh, They're about to become big, big, uh, big boys in the industry. And uh, they're going (laughs) to take a lot of money shots. Does anybody watch regular porn anymore? Or is it all amateur? Like that 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 high budget shit just doesn't cut it for me anymore. I need like really dark and dirty. Well, I think the high budget now they know they gotta go dark and dirty in order to to get there. Like, so now scripted. you have high. Uh, <laughs> I want someone that looks like I could fuck. You know, like come on, I don't need to freaking have some crazy girl that I know is out of my league. Like I want you know a little a little. You extra need like something. wee man with a wig on. Yeah, exactly. No, I get it. Yeah. 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 Yeah, like, you know, high budget is like the Coca-Cola of porn. It's always been there, and the formula hasn't really changed. Amateur porn's like the old Arnold Palmer, you know? It's a good oh, change yeah. of pace. Delicious. Change. And uh, if you like a, a little, uh, something a little special, you can get teabagged by a sweaty old golfer. It's great. <laughs> this, um, this episode was a bit of a change of pace, too. It, it, it was. was like one of the members was just like, okay, guys, I got an idea. And they're like, okay, w- w- what do you want? Like an idea for a stunt? He's like, no, I got an idea for every stunt. Like a theme. every stunt we do and he just found a santa outfit on the side of the road somewhere and they they decided to go with it like chris you mentioned that this was november so it's not even like it was a christmas episode yeah it's funny because in my notes i was like wanted to ask you guys if you thought it actually had to do with christmas time but i didn't realize i also knew the fact of the day and i didn't even put two and two together so um (laughs) i figured maybe oh it's california it might be sunny and like it just doesn't feel like christmas but it is it did come out in november so Unless it's because it's the last one, they want to squeeze their uh, Christmas episode close enough, at least. That could be yeah, that. who knows what happened, but there is a shitload of Santa in this episode. I wasn't counting, I should have been, but there are so many different appearances of Santas played by different people. It's got to be at least somewhere around 15 count, different Santa Clauses. You did? I did count. Yeah. How many? 69. Oh, Chris, that's a nice mm-hmm. amount of Santas. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Don't, don't <laughs> praise him. He didn't do anything. He has nothing yeah, to do with that number. Jokes are good joke, Jay. <laughs> They're all good jokes. <laughs> it was good. Uh, we should move right into it, boys. Our first stunt in the rotation after a quick welcome to jackasses. Of course, our first appearance of a Santa Claus is Johnny Knoxville gets fucking drop kicked into a table. Hi, I'm Santa Claus. Welcome to Jackass. <laughs> It, that looked like it. That was a nice kick. It was like a it, running. It was one, a nice kick, too. and and he it comes back in the uh, in the the credits. He he took a bunch of them, and he yeah. took them like a champ. He did well. He did well. Uh, first stunt in the rotation for today's episode: Johnny Knoxville in Wee Man in something they like to call aggressive sledding. Mm-hmm. Uh, the red nosed Wee Man. It makes him sound like he has a cold. It's kind of funny. He's wearing one of those big fake, uh, you know, clown noses. I uh, here's you know what's you know what's funny about this one. So so uh, Jay, sorry to interrupt, but basically it's just Wee Wee Man and Johnny Knoxville uh, sledding down various. Yeah hills like not much to it but what i found kind of funny about it is uh when i originally was writing my notes down here i spelled we for we man w-i-i that's how much of a nerd i am <laughs> i was like like the nintendo we I, I felt yeah. very bad about that oh you're finally admitting these things that's that's very nice you know acceptance yeah. is the number one step that, that i'm a nerd i i accept that i definitely accept that and that'll probably die did lonely. you model your mustache over luigi fucking guy <laughs> not even the good mario one you got the luigi one i i'm hoping to grow a wario one at some point uh, yeah. Ooh, I'll, I'll back totally you for that. Get on that 
season two, season two, boys. Yeah, exactly. But, uh, w- when we say sledding, they're sledding down in style. It, it looks like they painted one of those like old school bathtubs red and white. Yeah. Um, and it, they just slap some skis on there and they send them down. They're going down flights of stairs. Uh, it, this is all to the soundtrack of like a punk rock silent night. It sounds kind of like Screeching Weasel or something to me. Like it's got that very dirty kind of fast and, and loose punk rock feel to it. Um, there's one part where they, they actually get off the streets and go down this huge sand dune. That looked like yeah. fun. Um, at the and end, they even too, Johnny. To set up pylons. Like to I, go yeah, down I noticed and, that. Like, rolled that pylon out because that looked like that was going to be a tipping yeah. situation for sure. He bounced <laughs> back. All credit to him. Hey, he did pretty good. I, I love it though. He gets out of the tub at the end and he stands up and he's got the beard hanging down off his neck. He's giving off some real ball, mall Santa vibes right there, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Just smiling at the camera. Like dirtiest Santa I've ever seen. At the end of it, you could hear Johnny Knoxville say something along the lines of, uh, well, that was a waste of time. I, I'm I'm glad at least they're acknowledging the the stunts that don't go over so well. But do you guys have anything in particular that you noticed that that worked for this one? I, I thought it was pretty boring, to be completely honest. Yeah. There wasn't really Same. much. Yeah, no, nothing that really stood out or made it super special, I guess. Uh, it was fun to watch uh watch him doing this i guess i i do like that they the setup more than anything uh you know just like i said they went all out painted a bathtub up and it's this actually comes in later in the episode so they use it more than once which is good yes. they're getting they're getting their money's worth out of that prop i'm just gonna rate it right now since i don't think there's much more to say uh it was fun but i didn't you know love it so probably like a four is fair i think what about you chris uh, i'm a three out of ten it was yeah. like there just really wasn't much to it like did I hate watching it? No, but I just, yeah, I was excited to see the next skit. Yeah, I'm I'm holding this episode to a higher standard because it's the season finale. Uh, I'm giving this one a two and a half out of ten. Uh, even the idea wasn't great and they didn't do anything to build on it. So for me, it's just kind of kind of forgettable. Hey, guys ever been at the park just sitting at a park bench in your chicken costume as you do? And some guy just fucking comes up in a Santa costume and barrel rolls right into you. Always. I mean, and here's the ironic thing is like you usually do a barrel roll to avoid getting hit and he does the barrel roll into you. He's found the solution to that problem. The dual barrel roll no longer applies. Has not played enough Star Fox 64, my friend. No, exactly. Yes. Slippy would have known what to do there. I think this concept would have been a lot funnier. Uh pre-family guy because nothing's going to compare to the the peter chicken battles that i've seen in those days so that's a good point was this before would this have been before oh, family sure. guy or uh, after? at least oh maybe not i don't know yeah, family right? Guy seems like it's been out forever but i de- think it was definitely before the chicken chicken peter griffin fights yeah yeah so that's that there's a couple more appearances of the chicken these are just clips again that we've we say it almost every episode now that we've watched cky but a lot of that stuff gets migrated over from there so that's yeah. a direct from that uh our next stunt in the rotation though is land skiing i can't speak today holy shit <laughs> land skiing with mikey's favorite mr ryan dunn guys and uh he is basically just to set it up for everybody real quick mikey it's yeah sorry. he's on skis out in the mountains just this is summertime like there's no snow or anything so it's a mountain path just concrete path they've affixed some sort of rollerblade wheels or something to the bottom of these skis and he's got the poles and everything he's all decked out he's basically just going down the hill trying to stay alive well here's the thing those are basically cross-country skis with wheels on them there that's an actual product so that's a the thing? fact that yeah, that's a thing. Oh, now, I didn't know obviously that. it's you're kind of more meant to take it on flat ground, but it's a product that exists. And here here's a question for you guys. 
every single time Ryan Dunn falls, where does he fall? Bushes. In the bushes, man. Except for when the log was thrown at him. That yeah. was funny. Every good part about this no, stunt. He, he and, rolls into the bushes even after the log. Every like, time. Every, every time. time. I know where it's, you're going with this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, he, Ryan Dunn, you know what? I, I, listen, he, he I, I think he gets better. I think he does. But this episode is part and parcel. This is the perfect example of what my issue with early Ryan Dunn is. Every time he's about to fall, he just kind of like like milks it a little bit. Um, Brandon coming in with the log, and they're like, what are you going to do with that log? He says, what's the log for? Hopefully to injure Ryan's spine <laughs> or his head. Wow. That's a great fucking line. Brandon's there. Bam, at the end of this, comes in, slides through oh, that, Ryan's yeah. skis, and smacks his head on the ground, oh. saving this sketch, like actually having someone get injured yeah, in this one. he really just... Gave her too. Bam comes in so fast on his on his board. He turns at like a ninety degree angle at the last second just to do like a quick stop. And he yeah. hits that. He hits the pole right. And when he goes, yeah, I think he must have flew at least a good fifteen feet in the air. It looked like he went pretty fucking far. And yeah, he hits his head, just cracks it on the pavement. You watch that in the slow mo. I didn't it's see it rough. in the first take, but holy shit, that I don't know. How he didn't crack his head open. I think. Yeah. I think when they were thinking of the sketch, I think they had a very good idea. And even the premise of the idea, I think it backfired. And when I say that, I don't mean the sketch itself. I mean, they probably realized because it's very clear Dunn has no skiing experience whatsoever, whether or not he's on these things. I don't even think he knows how to ski on a mountain. So they were probably like, who doesn't know how to ski? And he said me. And they're like, "Okay, well, let's amp it up for you. (laughs) Where I think if they actually took somebody that had some skiing experience and was able to kind of gain a little bit more speed and be a little bit more confident on there, I think it would have translated to better better filming in general 100%. So I think it was hilarious to try and get the guy that doesn't know how to ski, but I think that actually worked against them opposed to in their favor. I agree because yeah. imagine this sketch with and I think we're all thinking it, Danger Aaron. This this sketch is for Danger Aaron. And if he like think think about the comparison between this and the scooter sketch, you even have Jeff Tremaine on the in in the background, I think it's Jeff or maybe this is the bush jump later, but kind of egging him on in the same way. Both of these, both of the, the bush jump, which we'll get to later, and this one could have been done by like Pontius or Danger Aaron or Dave England to lend it some character. This one just, man, fell, yeah. fell as flat as Bam Margera landed, fell on his head. That's, that's, that's what I'll say about this one. Um, anything else to say before, before we get in the reviews on this one? Yeah, two things quick that I do want to point out that I made me laugh. More than the stunt itself is the fact that he has ski poles and the whole time they're just scraping. You hear them scraping, scraping on the concrete the whole way. He just looks fucking terrified. And I think just the sound effect of that added to the whole scenario just makes it so funny um and uh, the other thing is when he lands in the bush at the end bam's gonna go help him up and then someone says i think that's all poison ivy yep that's poison ivy for sure and then bam's just like fuck that i ain't helping you yeah there was there was some fun to be had at dunn's expense but this was a case of laughing at him not with him i think at least at least in my case um what do you guys think in terms of reviews i want to go last on this one because i want to get a sense of where you guys are at um, you want me to go? Yeah. 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 Why don't you start, Chris? Uh, I'm going to go with Jay's favorite number two out of 10. <laughs> oh, nice. Sorry, two. Why, why is that, Chris? Uh, <laughs> I think you can answer that, Mr. Uh, number two. Whoa. No, I don't know. I don't know. Why. Yeah, that was a. Yeah. Oh, oh, are you making a poop joke? Yeah. yeah. Oh, gee. Oh, of course. <laughs> you. <laughs> what other jokes do I ever make towards you, Jay? Come on. 
No, that's my point. Um, I think I'm going to rate this one a... I'm not going to go higher... Uh, sorry, lower than aggressive sledding because I did like this a little bit better. But only... I'm just going to go higher by a touch, like 4.5 because like... Yeah, I think you're right, Mikey, that Bam hitting his head, not that that's a good thing to see happen to a person. I think they kind of knew that "Mm, this is kind of falling apart. I'm going to do something cool. And they tried to save it. So the fact that he took that bump, it's kind of like, all right, you earned a little bit more for that. But overall, I wasn't super into this one. I agree with you 100%. And and that's the basically like I've I've given sketches better ratings based on one or two good things happening. And I want to make this very clear. Okay. I'm speaking to you, listener. I'm speaking to you who is managing our Wikipedia page and who is constantly looking at all the scores that we do and analyzing them and putting them all together. Thank you for all the hard work you do. I want you to know that this score I'm about to give has an asterisk, and I think that it should be a lot lower if I'm attributing it to Dunn, but his good buddy, Bam Margera, and Deco, as we like to call him, um, save it for him. So I'm giving this one a two and a half out of 10, but I wanted to give it a one based on Ryan Dunn. Jeez, can you lay off the fucking guy? He's not even allowed to defend himself. Like, fuck, man, have some heart. Well, that's yeah. why I'm going so hard on him, because I know he can't defend himself. <laughs> well, there goes all her listening fan base. I think that one <laughs> Instagram follower, uh, Ryan Dunn Daily, just fucking clicked the unfollow button. Fuck <laughs> out of the room. <laughs> hey, pogo sticking apes are funny. A guy in a monkey costume is pogo sticking, and then he falls over. Good. Yep. That's fine. Good. Monkey suits work. Yeah. Oh, fuck yeah. Wee Man, Rudolph Skaten. This is great. And I should say, this isn't just Wee Man. Initially, I thought, hey, it's just going to be another awesome Wee Man, you know, skate sketch. But it actually opens up. So let's start this off. Set the stage. Wee Man is out there skating. He's dressed up as as uh, as Rudolph, Red Nose Reindeer. Um, oh, someone's cracking a... Someone's cracking up. Chris, Chris is getting a little social light in him. I'm drinking Ooh. straight vodka and social lights. <laughs> And uh, he's just out skating, and I was so happy to see this again because Wee Man is just such a fucking awesome skater, and I love seeing him in action. But as it starts to open up, we start to get Santa Claus again. And right here in this sketch alone, we have a total of six different Santa Clauses, starting with, let's see if Chris, you know any of these names, Dave Carney, Chaz Fernandez, Steve Barra. Pat Chanita and Daywan Song. Well, Steve Barra and Daywan Song are incredible skaters. Daywan Song is still one of my, like my favorite Instagram pages to follow. He's getting more and more creative as the time goes. Like, you know, you've seen all the skate tricks before, not his, but you see just skate tricks in general. And there's like some that are really cool, but like the creativity that he uses in them, like he's popping off wheels and trying to hook the wheel back on or do all this gnarly stuff. And it's almost like he's gotten even better as time goes on. And he's got to be pushing an older age right now. It's, he's just he's just mm-hmm. something special. The the him and the Day One Song versus Rodney Mullen skate videos back in the day were man like, just they game changing. They skate like they skate like we play Tony Hawk pro skater. It's yeah, fucking ridiculous. Absolutely. They just push the boundaries constantly. And even to this day, he's doing stuff that like the best other skaters, the next best skater in the world can't even touch the types of things that he's doing. And there goes Mikey lowering the sex appeal once again, just bringing those points down. What what did I do? Oh, the oh, because I mentioned a video game. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. yeah, That's fair. That's fair. (laughs) Yeah. Can you keep that to the retrograde over here? 
Yeah. <laughs> There's this girl that I'm talking to and like every time she's like, she's like, what are you, uh, what are you up to tonight? And I'm like, I'm like, well, I found this great new Batman cartoon. Like, I Ooh. don't know how to not bring this shit up. And there is no interest from her end in the fact well, that I'm into Batman. You know what though? I, I should take that back. Video games are pretty fucking cool. Now they weren't so cool when we were like of age, you know, if you true. liked video games. So I still have a bit of that in me where you bring it up and you think someone's going to fucking, I still totally have a little bit of that in me. Yeah. Yeah. That, that nerdiness. I can't make fun of Ryan Dunn, like the, the, the most notable, like cool dude of jackass and then talk about video games. I'm going to get my ass beat. So you get all of those fantastic skaters, but then as if we didn't have enough, the Birdman himself is here. Tony Hawk in costume skating next to Bucky Lassick, an elf. And uh, they're on the vert ramp, and I really like this segment. They fucking killed it on there, and it's just cool to see. I always love seeing, you know, tandem uh, skaters on a vert ramp like that. It's, like, fucking beautiful, man. So it's cool. cool stuff I, I like the fact that, but, like... I wasn't as big into vert skating. I was always a street skating kind of guy. But throughout the Dang. times when Tony Hawk was prevalent, it was always him and Bucky Lassick, number one Bucky. and two. Throw Bob Bernquist in there and a few other guys. But I love the fact that Bucky uh, understood he's always kind of the second man down and picked the elf costume. You know, it was kind of like that's a, a great fucking point. And, and and it's and it's and it's <laughs> it's not a diss because he was the second best by far. And he just you know Tony Hawk was just that much above everybody else in those times. So uh, him to be humble enough to kind of do that and play into it, I, I appreciate that. I like that. I'm. Am I alone in thinking that like vert skating versus street skating, like the two specific styles, vert skaters were always like the nerds, mm -hmm. right? Like Tony Hawk, especially, you no, know, 100%. great skateboarder, but he's a nerd, right? Like no one, no one, like we, we're all like, yo, this guy's great. But behind his back, we're like, this fucking nerd is wearing a helmet and not that's, a, a half pipe the whole the, time. Uh, the way that it's looked at like streets street she's from the streets street. um, <laughs> <laughs> she belongs to the streets uh no street skating is is the uh the real that's kind of or at least for me that's that's the the authentic the grittiness that's where you get yeah, the skate rats feels like, it. like if you're like a poor kid and you're like living in venice beach or something like that like where do you even find except with exception of the the Dogtown days when they're kind of hopping over fences and scouting out pools during that drought they had before when it was like this rugged that's when vert skating was streets but aside from that like where do you go to find a vert ramp it's not accessible to most yeah. people um yeah. so yeah no T definitely tony hawk is like the larry bird he's like the larry bird of skating like he's, he's just a tim big duncan. fucking nerd he's the tim duncan of skating <laughs> tim duncan. yeah that's a good one that's a good <laughs> yeah. one yeah mr yeah. fundamentals yeah. you know were you guys were you guys cool like i know when we watched cky we were like mm. this is great more skate videos now that it's in our jackass are you guys cool with it yeah, I, I love seeing it, man. It's always a good refresher. And I, like I said, it kind of ties you back to the time period. Um, I find that the skating is just, I don't know if you guys feel the same way, but whenever I'm watching it, I can't help but think like, you always kind of wonder what these guys are doing now because it's so long ago. And like skateboarders have such a short career, like span of time for most of them anyway, where they can yeah. actually skate like they used to. So like when you're watching this, I'm always kind of thinking like, holy shit, like, I know some of these names and, like, where are they now, you know? It, this I just like them because they always just get me thinking of what the world was like back then and how much time has passed. I, True. I don't know. That's just, it's just nice to see. It's comforting in a way, you know? Yeah. Are you, I would, uh, are you okay, Jay? Always. You, yeah, you sound a little, uh, little sentimental, getting a little nostalgic on us. No, not at all. Would never do that to you. Mike, no. you just make, okay. if you, if you, Mike, if you hear any noise of, uh, like, Linkin Park or something right now, we, we need to send someone to check on Jay. He, he might be getting into like that emo mode. Evanescence or some shit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Wake me up! Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, do you yeah. guys want to give this Rap one a rating? No, I'm good. Uh, uh. <sighs> oh, oh, I hear him. I, I think he's 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 listen, doing he's, poo inhales. He's, like he's, he's, he's smelling <laughs> the poo and auto asphyxiating himself with poo poo scents. Five and a half. Five and a half. Five and a half. Okay. What about you, Chris? Uh, you know what? I'm. Uh, you know me. I'm always bringing the skateboarding sense. stuff. <laughs> yeah, the, you know the old poo salts. I'm sure he got them. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Been knocked out on the ice. Just get the old poo salts. See, that'll wake him up. Um, I, I usually love the skateboarding ones. I love watching Wee Man skate. It's awesome. Uh, it was really cool to see. And I wonder how at this point, when they're still not as famous or as big of a, a thing as Jackasses now, how they even got Tony Hawk. Uh, to do something like this unless they're friends along those lines but the Santa suits it just kind of cheesed it out for me it's not really the kind of skating I like to see um oh, no? I, okay. yeah no I'm a, I'm a four out of ten. Oh wow okay I yeah this one also has an asterisk for me because it's it's uh you know obviously it doesn't have the complete package of a jackass stunt like I talked about in in the last episode um but I I really enjoyed it I like the skate breaks. This one may have been a little long, but we haven't had one in a while. So I was okay with it. And I think having the Santa suits on something like it, this isn't like the fat fuck sketch where they're in fat suits and it's affecting the way that they can skateboard. And then it's like, well, what are we even watching right now? This was like, it's just a Santa suit. So they're doing wicked shit and, uh, and they just look funny and it's in the theme of the episode. I'm giving this one a seven out of 10. I really enjoyed it. Mikey referred to this as a skate break. Skate break. All I skate could think break. was skate break with Hal Johnson and Joanne McLeod. <laughs> like body break. Yeah. Skate break. Skate break. Ooh. God, there's so much neon pink and purple when I think of that. That just comes to mind, you know? Welcome body to the break. 80s, man. Welcome they, to the 80s. They'd be out like skiing in their fucking jumpsuits with like the big purple lightning bolt and the silver reflective, uh, you know, those winter jackets they used to have. You're, you're describing everyone's new fashion sense. For yeah. like Gen Z now. Look what I just found. Yeah. Isn't this cool? I found it at the 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 what, what, one of those like thrift stores. What are they? I don't even know what they go to anymore. And now it's Macklemore. He'll tell you. Yeah. <laughs> speak of fa- speaking of fashion. Speaking of like jackass in the year two thousand two. Um, I I don't. I'm on a tangent here, but just go, come with me for a second. I'm with jackass you. in the year two thousand two. Is it just me, or when you watch this stuff? Do you feel like that looks normal? Do you think like if a Gen Z person was to watch this, they'd be like, "Why the what the fuck are they wearing?" Because I just see like, "Oh, that's just skater clothes and stuff," oh, and it doesn't seem weird question. to me at all. You know what I mean? That's a great question. Yeah, I don't it, know. It, yeah, it's, like I don't even notice it. Definitely. You know, I bet you they think it looks cool. I bet you they think it looks cool because that's kind of what they're Were now they trying to imitate. Well, the yeah, thing about yeah. Gen Z that like I'll just say one quick thing about them. It's like all this talk, and, and you know, there's a lot of merit to it about like how you know, bullying's wrong. Like Gen Z is the perfect example of like the good that happens from bullies. It just puts those fucking people in a fucking place where they just <laughs> can't express themselves. And I'm just sick and tired of their whining and their bullshit. They need to get Wait, a fucking bully to come you, kick Chris? their ass every once in a while. Yeah. There he is. <laughs> He's back, baby. He's back. Until He's the next back. segment when, uh, you know, you start sympathizing with the poor snowman who got knocked over by the snowplow named Dave England. Um, oh, so the soul. snowplow just comes in crushes it demolishes it and uh this is my friends must be the prequel to how michael keaton became jack frost that was actually a great movie by the way i really like that movie a lot i don't know if i'd go that far but uh this was another one of those weird dave england trolls uh didn't really have much to say about it but uh 
There you go. You didn't think about the poor kid who was sitting there all day long. His mom gave him a half an hour outside to play, and he he put together this magical masterpiece, and boom comes the snow truck. Listen, it didn't even have a carrot nose on it. Yeah, that kid you know didn't what, put right. enough effort yeah, into it. Kid. We needed to bully him and teach him he's, he's got to do something better mm-hmm. next time. See, I actually rewinded this a couple times because he trolled me so hard. It's like, what the fuck did I miss? So I watched it to see what did he actually like. Was it not a snowman and it was actually a big dick? No, it wasn't it was dick shaped. It was just, just a snowman. Like, so again, a carrot on I'm his r- balls. Like, to, like it's just like a, <laughs> like a little Easter egg of a dick in there somewhere or something. Dave England making me read way too much into it once again. But coming up next, we're back in hitting the slopes once again, boys. But this time, I enjoyed this version a little better than the one we had earlier. This is California bobsledding with Chris Pontius and Mike Kasak. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, it's California bobsledding. They've got the shopping cart, the black and green tight, tight spandex, uh, and California Dreamin'. What more do you need? I I thought that was a weird soundtrack choice, to be honest, but sure, why not? It landed. Um, I agree. It landed I get why they picked it, but I feel like they should have went with something a little more maybe high energy, but hey, it landed for you. I'm happy to hear that. What did you guys think of this? did you like it? Did you hate it? What's up? I liked I liked the fact that it had California Dreaming because it was kind of like like gloomy out when they did it. Um and and it's raining and that kind of just like worked with the whole vibe. I also quickly caught on to the fact that they weren't really trying to go high energy aggressive. Let's really hurt ourselves. This was more of like an artistic approach. They had intercuts between the I guess like more steep attempts at a slope where they would be high-fiving or stretching or going down like a, a, like a sewer slide or something like that. And that, yeah. again, it's just Pawnee is bringing a, a little bit more character to it. He wasn't interviewed like I may have thought he would, but even, you know, down to the Jamaican bobsled team suits that they were wearing, I was like, yeah, I was into it. It was, you know, not amazing, but I, I got some chuckles out of it. Yeah, I thought it yeah, was for sure. okay. Like, again, I know it's the theme of this episode to me was a little bit of, especially considering it's the season finale. I think they yeah. were just basically trying to uh, fill the amount of episodes that got ordered. And, uh, you know, like the, I think they put all their, their best stuff at the beginning to try and get these new audience and stuff like that. And this was just whatever else they had along. It was good. It was okay. I didn't really, didn't really do much for me, but it definitely wasn't bad. And I, yeah. I honestly didn't even know that was Pontius. I completely missed that. I mean, his personality didn't show, but but it was him nonetheless. Jay, did you like this one? Yeah, I thought the bales were really good. Um, they had a couple good ones. There's one where they're going so fast, they flip the cart sideways, and Pontius like literally just vaults over it, which yeah. is great. And or then the one had- where the where the where it it like crushes his head. Thank God he had a helmet oh, on, like yeah, he would have been dead. Yeah, yeah, down, they're going downhill, and he oh he hits hard, man. It's like you get two of those in one episode. It looked a lot like what we saw with Bam earlier, right? Yeah, um, yeah. My favorite one, though, is when they attempt to go full speed ahead onto a patch of wet grass only to just get stuck in the, <laughs> the wet mud and grass and just flip over like dead stop. Oh, man. So funny. And it ends um, with them flying into a pile of mud, which was or as Jay would love a puddle of mud because you're in your emo stage right now. Um, sure. I, uh, I'll go into I my review when we on established this. that, but sure. <laughs> Well, we didn't establish it. You did when you when you came onto the scene talking about the good old days and what what everyone's doing now and and how you miss being able to skate with the boys. Um, yeah, I, I'll, I'll go into my review. <laughs> I I think uh, I think this was okay. 
Decent idea. Well done. Chris they didn't is just cracking. <laughs> they didn't, they didn't, miss, they didn't miss the mark. It, it's, it's because I legitimately like started like put myself in that mindset, and I was like, mm, the good old days. I'm like, shit, we're making fun of Jay over here. Back off! And I forgot you guys could watch me, and then I started. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm I'm going with a pretty pretty much down the line five point five out of ten. Uh, okay. You know, I, I I enjoyed it, but it didn't really. Uh, catch me off guard or do anything new it was just a, a decent one don't hate it don't love it what about you guys it was fun i i think the concept again it's one of those things where the concept's really good and then uh aside from the bales it you know it wasn't the greatest thing ever but i just appreciate anytime like pontius is in this type of thing where he's very like he takes the role you can tell just by being in that jumpsuit and like treating this like it's an actual sport he like you know he's he's all in on the character so i appreciate Always. that as well i would say uh, overall though as like a score uh probably like right down the middle i'd probably just give it a five chris five is usually the benchmark for like it was good and i enjoyed it and it was a good sketch so i got to go a little bit lower than that um, I kind of wanted to go with a four out of 10, but considering I'm wearing my brand new stern, stern, but fair, oh, yeah. Chris Pontius shirt. Chris has a stern, but fair yes, shirt. Yes, I do. <laughs> I actually ordered it off his website. If you want to go and purchase something, go out there. Cause I'm sure he supports the love or appreciates tell them the we support, sent you. whatever the hell. Yeah. Tell him, tell him we sent you. There's no promo code or anything, but you can put in jackass <laughs> and see if anything guys. works. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I'll get you banned from the website. <laughs> <laughs> yeah please please never talk about us again um yeah <laughs> you done bashing bastards um i'm gonna give it a four and a half hey don't put me in that camp that's I'm mikey not, I'm, i have I no to say mikey's done. a done bashing bastard okay it's All my right. dunkirk man my dunkirk <laughs> that was a good movie uh like yeah it. Great, great stunt. Um, if you like mediocre average stunts, I didn't know how to segue out. So there you go. That's what you're getting. Uh, what are we doing next? More Santa versus chicken, a beat down in the streets and a brave citizen who tries to stop it. Yeah. Uh, to no avail. Yeah. I'm not stopping that shit at all, man. If there's two whack jobs fighting in a fucking suit, man, get the fuck out of there. You let it go. Yeah. Just you let it go. What they got to do. You don't get involved in that shit. They're nuts. <laughs> uh, grass skiing. Uh, I'm so sorry, Mikey to do this to you i can't wait to talk about this one. Oh, okay well that's that's good the silver linings it's ryan dunn once again and hey i'm not shitting on him i, I don't know about you chris but i i'm happy when ryan dunn gets on the screen I, I, i'm I happy too i actually enjoyed this one a lot more than the first one um did you yeah it, it, not not necessarily as a credit to how it was handled but just the end result like i i found again it was funny it could have been better if you had someone like even when bam ran down after and jumped into the tree he got like he launched up there yeah oh yeah tell tell him a bit about the setup like how how did they have it set up yeah so basically he has a little ramp down into a bush it's it's basically a new version of the bush jumping that you see between the cky guys quite a bit um and he was going down a grassy hill in skis, and he tried multiple, multiple times, and they just kept egging him on to go bigger and bigger and bigger. And the reason why I like this one more is because Dunn kind of got punished for not fully committing. If he just did a full send, flew into the tree up at a higher level, it, he wouldn't have had to do it so many times. And uh, I think it wouldn't have hurt as bad. Like, he he kept missing it and not going up high and getting clipped in the face with branches. I think him yeah. not fully committing was... The biggest detriment to him so that's why i kind of actually got a bit of a kick out of this one 
True. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a decent point. I, 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 when this one was being set up, I was like, oh, what's going to happen? Is Dunn going to jump, jump into a bush again? Like, of, of course, if it's not for Bam Margera coaching him through this one and Jeff Tremaine, I believe behind the camera, kind of doing what he did to danger Aaron, this one would have like nothing. Like you're, you're so right. When he, do, when he does his first attempt and he falls, barely even makes it into the bush off the ramp and Bam <laughs> just runs down and sprints and jumps into the bush. That was the most hard core thing yeah i question and i don't know where you guys are going to come on this one but i question how hurt ryan dunn actually was in this sketch when he does that whole like like i know i find it funny i'm just trying to remember my name is <laughs> you think i'm kidding i seriously have no idea why like right. no up. look at me look at me you okay you okay I'm serious, man. I can't even tell where I am right now. Like, I don't know where I am. And then you get Bam being like, wait, like, look at me. Like, how are you? And, and when he does the fake glassy eyed look, when Bam's like, look at me, look at me, tell me who, how you are. I was fucking embarrassed for him. Like in every single stunt this guy's in, he has people telling him to commit and him saying he is from this one. You have the, uh, you have the, uh, uh, the, the ski one from before when he's going downhill, you have the one where he's getting a slingshot into the swamp. Everyone's like, dude, just commit and it'll work. And he's like, I can't commit any more than I am. Yes, you fucking can. Danger Aaron would have done that in a heartbeat. He would have done that in, in, in one thing and would have made it funnier while doing it. You know what I was thinking? It's almost as if Dunn was around these guys. They're doing this thing. A lot of them seem just to be doing it out of like having fun and enjoying the circumstances and just be boys being boys. And it's almost like he didn't believe necessarily in the full concept and was like, why would I extra hurt myself for something that's never going to go anywhere almost? True, true. And then as time goes on and he realizes it's big because undoubtedly he steps it up as time goes on. And I, But I don't even think it's until... A bit later on, even still, like further past this point where he really gets his own identity. And for him, I don't think it's as much of the the hurting himself type stunts. It's more about getting his own identity and maybe just was a little insecure with the circumstances. It definitely seems like Bam is almost like the whipping boy of everybody and pushing people to do things. And maybe he just wasn't as comfortable in those situations. Yeah, could be that. Yeah, you make a good point. He probably was very uncomfortable and he just wanted to be you know fit in with the guys and stuff but mikey has a point if it's gonna go for for tv and you know national tv it's like yeah if it's not working maybe just i don't know it's like take the coaching thing seriously maybe actually take him off camera and do like some developmental training you know should we start doing that with mikey for the podcast (laughs) is this the time how we break it to him you know we are reaching out to a global audience over here like there are a few things you got to work trying to do that like a little more low key, man. I, I was trying to get to that, but you just come right out and say it. You're yeah. embarrassed. It's just my brother. Like brother. Low key. Come on. He's used to Jesus it. Jesus Christ. <laughs> well, one, one thing about this stunt, though, I loved is it. Speaking of the coaching, is when Bam says, You want a medal? Yeah. You want to get a gold medal? Yeah. You want a silver medal? No, I want a gold. Hey, that's exactly what you want. Now, come on. Quit being a little bitch about it. Now, tuck in. Quit down like this. You, you know what I told you. Now, get him. Get him. Get him, tiger. And then sends him down the hill. Um, just watching Dunn go down that hill, like bent at a 90, you know, making my ninth grade geometry teacher all jealous with right <laughs> angles like that. You know, he just slowly enters the bush. And Mike, you mentioned this, how he like just kind of like falls into it. It's almost like this bale. It, it does not at all match the velocity with which he hit the ramp. It's like once he's 
He's going, you know, like f- like maybe like a, two miles per hour, and then he hits the bush, and all of a sudden he's just tangled up, and it's like the bush was hungry and is eating him alive, yeah. and he's struggling to break just free. slow motion. It was, it was, it was consuming him. It's like how does the how is this happening right now? It's just funny to watch him because he's kind of awkward. But um, yeah. man, I don't know. I I didn't love this one either, just because it did. It felt like he just needed to step it up, like you guys said. But I do appreciate Bam jumping in and coaching him and kind of like trying to do his best to get him psyched up and you know um and part of me was kind of like surprised too when they checked on him when he said he thought he was concussed it's like good to see that they actually know enough about doing these stunts that if that happens to you you need to like take him in and go okay let's treat this seriously for a second like it shows a lot of awareness of the danger of what they're doing yeah, but so when have, when have you ever seen them do that the only time, and they weren't going to, and he's like, I don't even know where I am right now. And they're like, ha ha, he's like, no, seriously, I don't know where I am right now. And they're like, okay, I guess we have to take it seriously now. Like, let's call the sketch. Like, that was all him just calling it. And yeah, I, no, I, I, I get that. I just yeah. saying on the other side of things, it's nice to see the guys like actually being like, oh, if he's saying this, we have to take it seriously, True. even if yeah, he's yeah, full yeah. of shit. Because like, it, that point, just shows like professionalism your, in a way, which is surprising, right? Mikey takes your point of like actually like, oh, these guys are good guys and finds a way to twist it into an anti dun fucking <laughs> propaganda. <laughs> Well, it's either that or it's a fucking poo joke on the other side of the fence. So really, I can't win anywhere. <laughs> One of you two fuckers is just going to turn it around on me at some facts, point. All right, you guys try <laughs> finding facts on fucking Sundays. <laughs> Two thousand. I hope the show just continues to be. Released I hope they start doing Sundays. it on Fridays. Life, life happens on Fridays, man. People are getting <laughs> fucked up, getting in accidents. Good ass shits going on. It's fucking good, good, good. Uh, hey, content. man, you should have lots of. Lots of biblical content. I mean, Sunday is the Lord's day. Ooh, I might have all, all the biblical next. content. <laughs> might. Yeah, but who the fuck believes in God in the year 2000? That's what the listeners want, baby. All that. That's why they come here. Apparently they did in the uh, California. California sketch. So Yeah, right. <laughs> um, okay, it. so I'm going to lay the gauntlet down and review this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. You guys are going to hate me for it. I gave I gave them the benefit of the doubt in the first one where Ryan Dunn was skiing downhill. This one is not even a good stunt to begin with, and they gave it an entire segment. The only funny thing that happened was a result of other people in the sketch. This one is a 0.5 out of 10. There is nothing wow. there for Holy. me. Holy. There's nothing That's, there. I think it's the lowest you've ever done. It's definitely the lowest, the lowest I've ever done. It's ever been done on the show. See, I, I, think, I think that it deserves you're, it, you're, you're, the problem is, is you're rating the stunt as if it's a done stunt opposed to as if it's a jackass done you did say there's merits in there you did say these guys came in they did this they did this and and it's almost like and i'm not even making the joke now saying like you're trying to like attack what dunn is doing but the stunt landed to me at least a lot better than the first one because there was a little bit more comedy there was a little bit more interaction with the people um the first one i think i gave it two out of ten if i'm not mistaken and this one i'm going with a six Whoa! But really? you heard you heard the reasons before. Is is the failure of the stunt actually ended up making the stunt better? Sure. Yeah. I I don't I don't see it that like I get that if that's if that's what you're getting out of it. Yeah, but for me, is. I just I don't need to fucking hear you piping. <laughs> <laughs> this is a mighty fucking did, show. Jesus Christ! It should be. Yeah. It should be. Jay, what do you think? What are you rating this one? I probably give this one about a uh, probably just a two. Uh, Come on, Jay, a little higher. Little higher, baby. Come on. Like I didn't love higher. it. Like oh, it is a two out of Dude, ten. I got a, a two out of ten is like a ten out of ten for Jay, though. Let's be honest. Okay, fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like the two is. <laughs> here's why I did the two, right? Um, because there was a part of me that kind of felt 
Like, I, I fucking don't want to agree with Mikey, but damn it, Ryan Dunn, you can do better. <laughs> <laughs> Come there, to the I dark side. It. Come to this the dark side. This was one of the ones where it bothered me a little more than usually. I usually don't really care, but yeah, there was a part of me that's like, I just, not because I'm like upset that he's not committing or anything. It's just because like, I know he can do better and I know he's fucking hilarious and later jackass yeah, and yeah. bam or Jerry related things. So it's like, I just want to see it. I'm like, come on, man, just come out already. You know, we'll get, we'll yeah. get there eventually. Jay, I yeah. respect your opinion on that. Like it, you, the way you justify it makes a lot of sense. <laughs> yeah. No, I was just going to say it's, it's like when you eat a little bit too much cheese and you get bunged out and you have to push a little harder than usual. And the, you know, the, the, the nugget is like halfway out and then it just kind of stops and you have to like take a breath and be like, okay, come on. That's come funny out, that you say out, that because I ate All so way, much baby. cheese yesterday and I diarrheaed like eight times at work today. <laughs> I think, yeah. Okay. Maybe cheese wasn't a good example. What's something that like kind of, it's probably no, not cheese, important. Cheese does that. I ate a sweat sock once and that <laughs> happened. I don't know. I can't think of anything else right now. <laughs> opiates. Opiates make you not shit. So if you're just banging out some hair on. Oh, yeah. some hair <laughs> good to know oh, good to know next time i get to we, uh, if you ever get, get to mexico rugs. just fucking bang a bit of hair when you'll be fine for the week drink the water no problem we got bam Margera in the santa suit he's skating at a famous park that chris i believe you name dropped this skate park in episode one or two parks in philly for sure that's where all those like screets screet skaters why do i keep saying screets i have too much instagram <laughs> you know all those memes like she's in love with the screets she belongs to the screets I don't know what pages you're on. I'm not on those ones. Yeah, but Bam's just skating around. He takes a bit of a bail off a ramp at the last one. He he kind of loses the board midair and just fucking lands on his side. Looks a little upset about it. What do we got next? Uh, ooh, this is uh, this is an interesting one. And this one actually brought back a bit of like uh, memory. I think I've, I remember seeing this and I had forgotten about this sketch, but it's Dave England in the nude suit. Yeah. Uh, the nude suit is a transparent plastic covering that's basically all that's between you and Dave as he snowboards down the ma- mountain is that thin sheet of uh, saran wrap. <laughs> I don't know what he was fucking wearing, but picture, it's... Uh, picture what Patrick Bateman wears in American Psycho. That's there you it, but go. With no suit underneath it. Yeah, it's like a clear poncho. Oh, well, we lost Mikey I think again. We just lost Mikey. But uh, oh, now shit. that he's not here, we could actually talk about how much Mikey is Patrick Bateman from American Psycho. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Did you notice how he brought that up and then just disappeared? Yeah, he, exactly. he totally realized. Oh shit! I just fucking dropped the ball. And that is it. so true. He one hundred percent realized he needs to back the fuck up and not admit the fact that he is Canadian Psycho. Oh shit, Chris! I'm getting a text from him right now. It says. Please take that out of the episode or I will find you. Do you know what sucks? Is I the know fact where that, you live. Is the fact that he's my brother and like even if even when I do find out he's a serial killer. I don't killer, know what happened there. Just got, like I'm going to have to fucking lie on the stand and protect him because <laughs> <laughs> it is what it is. You're my bro. You can kill whoever you want. I got your back. Uh, bone. That That is, that yeah, is yeah. the answer okay, from Patrick the movie, Bateman. by the way. <laughs> Hey, speaking of speaking of the speaking of a bone, what yeah. what about when uh, Dave England gets that big old hole ripped right in the crotch of his his beautiful plastic uh, nude suit after only one jump? <laughs> it's a bold move, bold move to wear a transparent suit. That frigid mountain air right on the schlong. I don't know, man, baby. That, that that's like a frozen hot dog down a hallway, folks. Probably, I would. It's Dave England. <laughs> it's even in all that cold. I, I don't know how much there is to say about this one. Like, I, I loved the idea of it, but they cut it so short and they didn't even really give him a chance to speak. I don't know how much they would have filmed of it. Maybe there's a, a director's cut version of this where we get to see a little bit more. But from from what I saw, like, I don't even know what to review this one. I, f- I feel like the half pipe was 
must have been in bad shape because I heard he was like a pro snowboarder unless the games just changed so much. Like, yeah. That's kind of what I how I was riding pipe at that time. You know, nothing like special, like just hopping in, you know, like a little fucking indie grab or something True. like that, a little method True. grab. But it was like I assumed he would be better snowboarder than that. But sometimes you do go in those places where the pipes are just so garbage. You can't really do anything with it. Yeah, I think so. Let's move. Good, valent attempt. Uh, let's see it again, but but bring a bit more out. Eh. I give it uh, two frozen peaches and a cucumber. <laughs> How's that? It's a dick. It's a dick. A really bad dick That that seems Dave English. That's very Dave English. It would have been funny if he pooed in the fucking plastic (laughs) suit. If he pooed in the plastic suit? Yeah, that would have been pretty impressive. You pop up and just drop a fucking (laughs) shit midair with a method grab where your cheeks are just out there. Do you really think you could shit midair? You know, it takes a little concentration. If anybody can, it's England. He is the go-to shit boy. The go-to poo boy. Oh, he's the go-to poo boy now. Yeah, it's always been England. Is that how it's going to be? Always been England. I take offense to that, sir. Oh, sorry. Um, mm, okay. But uh, Dave England wants to join in. What? Is that an omission of a uh, <laughs> fetish? Sorry, what? what? No, I, I don't know what you're talking oh, about. Okay. All right. I'm saving this clip for next time we have the debate. Okay. Well, I got a few clips of my own. So uh, bring <laughs> I bet it on, you do. You're going to make a fucking trailer out yeah. of them and sabotage me because yeah. I'm not fucking computer smart. <laughs> no, I'm not who even going to do that. Line. Nobody would do that. When I make a trailer, it's for serious. <laughs> things only that pertain to marketing and branding for this podcast and i take those things very seriously and i still think it was one of the greatest moments on the podcast even though i couldn't do shit about it that was was fantastic yeah i'm I'm just that good of a marketer i don't know what to say okay i don't know what to say moving on poo boy let's fucking go let's get Uh, yeah Dave England wants to join the party. He rolls down the snowy hill in, in an inflatable noodle. He's all wrapped up tight in there. That actually looked like a lot of fun. I'd like to do that. Um, nah, it looked like a snake. Fuck that shit. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Skid Row Santa, the return of our uh, nice little red bathtub is here. Uh, Knoxville and Chris Nyratko, who is dressed up as an elf, uh, Santa's elf, not Knoxville in the Santa costume, of course. They're at the drive through getting what... Knoxville calls. Santa's got a lot of damn chicken. Oh, 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 man. Now, they're being pulled in uh, this bathtub down the street, so Santa's yeah. sitting in this thing, and he's basically just, ho, 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 Merry Christmas, and handing out chicken to the folks People on the street. People love fried chicken, and that's that. <laughs> People fucking love fried chicken. I think my favorite moment of this had nothing to do with the setup, where it's like either Johnny Knoxville ordering a hundred things of chicken from a, a fast food place, or uh, or him giving that food to the people. It was afterwards when he said uh, he basically asked a little kid while he was dressed as Santa what she wanted for Christmas, and she said a Barbie doll. And then a homeless guy who may be a crackhead, I don't know, came up to him and hugged him and also asked for a Barbie doll and then asked for a turtle. And it clearly started as a joke, but like, you know, when you're so fucked up that you kind of start something as a joke and then you don't real, like your mind doesn't remember that it was a joke and you start taking it seriously. Like I've had my friends do this before where I like make a joke. I'm like, Oh, you're like, your shirt's really stupid. And then someone will be like, Oh yeah, my shirt's really stupid. He's like, I'm like, yeah, so fucking change your shirt, bro. And like, all of a sudden it's like a big deal to me. Like I forgot that it was a joke. That's what this homeless guy does. Cause he's like, uh, he's like, uh, Johnny says something along the lines of, Oh, well maybe I'll get you this. And he's like, no, I want a turtle. And like, like he forgot that like this, this was a, thi- a bit he was putting on and it turns out he really fucking wants a turtle. We're starting a fight over in the, in the streets. Probably not, but, uh, <laughs> it is a, it, that's yeah, a that's- val- valid point though. We've all actually, when you think about it, I was like kind of Scott 
caught daydreaming there because I was thinking of all the times that a little joke turned into something serious when I've been on a uh, let's just call it a bender. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> Yeah, that, that stunt, we'll put that one to bed. There's not a whole lot more to say about that. But uh, how about this? Mikey, Ryan Dunn in the Santa costume, you got to give him a little credit here because he did try to drop in, even though he face plants when he drops in. At least the guy committed to that one. This, so we're talking about the interstitial where Ryan Dunn is in the Santa outfit yeah. and he drops in. He drops in. Guys, the first thing he does is put his left foot in front of himself to catch his fall. That is the first thing he does. Oh, Instead okay. of leaning forward. Sorry, I wasn't I wasn't slow Chris, motion Chris, uh, sports center, you know, 360 replaying this. But <laughs> fucking apparently I missed everything that one. he does. He took a fucking slam. That's intimidating. You mentioned you mentioned Chris that I've done this myself when I was a little kid. I did it time and time and time again, and I at least tried to go down. He didn't. This is what he does. He pulls out before even committing to it. So he fell, but he broke his fall because he didn't even try to go down in it. He went into this assuming I'm going to fall, so I'm going to make this as easy as I can on myself. And yet again, it it ends up making him hurt himself even more. But yeah, no, in all fairness, you do have experience there and you did full send. And as much as I could talk, like I like to talk shit about you. I give you credit for that one day because that was just a fucking gnarly ass day at Rampage Skate Park. Just fucking just taking beat downs after beat downs. So, yeah, okay, I'll give you that. Go back to like episode two if you want to hear that story. Indeed. And uh, moving on, we've got Johnny Knoxville again. This is another Santa Claus appearance. Chock full, people. Chock full. full. But uh, he runs into a karate studio class in session, and we've got a camera outside looking through the window. He throws in some sick-ass kicks and chops, and he's screaming like just the biggest idiot. That's fucking hilarious. Uh, They just manhandle him and throw him right out of there. This is an interstitial I wish was an actual sketch because, like, if you're going to act like a crazy fucking person and run into somewhere, like... The karate class is probably not the best place to do so. And I think if they just did that a few times, they could have got some like really good footage. They definitely would have had some bad run-ins and, you know, kudos to them. Like they're studying their art, like their life. And this guy comes in making sounds that they're probably considering are racist (laughs) and they don't kick the shit out of them. Even though anyone in there could have, they handled it well. Yeah. Oh yeah, man! All those guys were suited up in the uniforms and everything—you know, white robes and the and the multicolored belts. Depending on your skill level, that's how the shit works, people. <laughs> um, yeah. What's your belt, Jay? Brown belt? <laughs> yeah, you betcha. Is brown? No, no. Real talk though, is brown belt? That's the introductory no, one. No, or is it yellow? I can't remember. Best. Dude, I I took karate and I quit karate. And you know why I quit karate? I finally worked my way up to an orange belt. It was the third belt. It went white, yellow, yellow, orange. It was your yellow belt. It was my yellow. I was just trying to sound like I know more about karate. (laughs) No. Mikey wanted to become a karate person for Halloween. And he he borrowed my belt and he lost it while he was (laughs) trick-or-treating. And I was too embarrassed to go back after losing my belt. Because at my karate class, and this sounds really weird now, when you got in trouble he would make you like sit in the fucking the smelly like change room but like in like the toilet section like you had to like sit in that weird area and i was like i don't want to fucking do that so i just made excuses and everyone back to karate again dude i just would have i just would have went to the nearest walmart and found an uh, orange robe and just disrespect you know, the art of karate dude. <laughs> just a, it's a little bit fluffier than normal my mom put it in the dryer for too long yeah, yeah it'll make something yeah up. yeah i mean that uh, makes sense when you're not like fucking eight years old but 
All right, Jay. <laughs> oh, you were, you weren't eight years old. Like, when were you going to karate? Isn't that when all kids go? Like, you do it for two two months and then you say oh, you want to quit. Wait, uh, does anybody fucking do karate as an adult? If you do, like, you're probably a pedophile. <laughs> like, you move on to something cooler, like Brazilian jiu-jitsu or like taekwondo. Like, you don't fucking just be. A- fucking lame ass karate kid i like how we went from mikey describing these guys as like people who are respectfully living their art to you might be a pedophile like in the span of 60 seconds dude i actually rescind all those comments because i don't want a gang of karate motherfuckers coming and kicking my ass one no day. that's the last you thing you want cool. hey very cool speaking of getting your ass kicked uh this next one baby this is where all the points are you may have wondered listener how come they're giving such low scores because all the points are packed right into the bottom that's right, baby. Santa Colonic is up next. I think that's a clever play on words I like for it. Santa Claus I was, people. Yeah, uh, the Santa Claus Colonic, something along good. those lines, yeah. Hi, my name's Santa Claus, and I'm about to get a colonic. <laughs> Are you Linda? Yes. Santa wants a real colonic. I thought this was a joke. I really did. No, Santa wants a real colonic. You want a real colonic? Yeah. Uh, Knoxville's all sanded up, and he wants a real colonic. Yes, a real colonic. And this is, I must have seen this episode because this I remembered as well. And I went, holy shit, I forgot about this one too. Um, so at uh, sh- shortly like into the start of the segment, he's meeting with the nicest kindest lady you've ever met like she's just so gentle and caring through this whole thing absolutely and she's explaining what's going to happen she's telling you that warm water will rinse you clean <laughs> from the inside and then all of a sudden this dude's in the hallway is like this is ron oh hi ron <laughs> you're gonna know me in some ways that most men never will oh there you go so there you go i also think ron's this is ron's first day on the job and just has to <laughs> shove a tube up Santa's ass. We'll talk about Jay's dream job. Yeah, in character the whole time. <laughs> nah, it's a little too slow paced for me. You know, you got to wait. Would you, if you had to get a colonic, waiting. Jay, would you want a nice nurse or would you want like one being like, oh, you dirty boy? <laughs> uh, depends on the mood. Yeah, touche. You know, I'd like them to start off calling me a dirty boy and by the end of it, t- calling me a clean boy because that's what I'm there for. Clean it all out. <laughs> nobody, nobody ever got off to clean boy. <laughs> Come on. Ooh, yeah, you clean boy. Yeah. <laughs> like, come on. <laughs> just, looking to lose, just looking to lose one of those 16. The guy says he's taken 16 pounds of, of compacted fecal matter out of people's ass before. Oh, um, that was impressive. It was just, yeah. I, like, the, the thing about this sketch is that it kind of relies on the premise of that, like, early 2000s mentality that if you're a guy... And you, something goes up your butt and it it's not excruciating, then you're gay. That was what we believed back uh, then. Yeah, I and, guess that's and what And this they were is just like, for. so even when Johnny, like, guys, I've had so many things shoved up my ass, like for medically, maybe otherwise, and it doesn't hurt the way that they say it does. Nah, it feels it, good. Like, it, Let's be honest. A little finger it, never it, hurt no one. It can, and even in a medical procedure like this, <laughs> it's just the tip of a no. You're not going to be. Oh my god! But he has. He feels he has to do that. That's actually a otherwise very good point. he's gay and like he's too tight. And what is the? He's got to loosen up. He definitely that does help. But what is the one sketch that Steve O refused to do? Yeah, shoving a car up his ass. Why? Oh, not yeah. because it's dangerous, but because his dad would think he's gay 
for shoving a car up his ass as opposed to like if we're going to call physical actions relative to your sexual orientation running around in a a uh, leopard print thong isn't like it's just this weird idea of like anything goes in your butt i think that guy's gay it's it's funny because steve was talking about this kind of recently and how uh wild boys was too gay for the times like it was like too homoerotic type thing right and yeah. they were playing into it the first season, second season, and there's a point where he starts to completely change his tone. And I can't remember who it was, but there was a skateboarder that he really looked up to that sent him a message or talked to him or whatever, and was like, you got to like chill out on the gay shit, you know? And he took that to heart, and then from that point on, he would be like, "No, I'm not doing this." Da, da, da. And when you could tell, I remember deep them down, in, the, in the Taj Mahal, in the yeah, Taj, or, that, it, was it was in it India somewhere. Yeah, when, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, that guy, uh, whatever his name was, like Creepy Ali or whatever his name was, he was like weirding him out, and he was getting very angry about it. But that was specifically because of that conversation. Wow. When everything else that he ever did, like you could tell, he doesn't care, but. You know, in those times, it was a bit different where people had felt like they had a reputation to protect or yeah. it just it was different times. It is what it is. Like, I don't know what else to say, but that, that's it's funny. The transition, because he clearly doesn't give a shit about that. They find it yeah. funny. Thank God. Thank God. It's not like that yeah, anymore. I totally but, agree. Uh, and, but it is it, it does leave in its wake, you know, the shift from bad to good sketches like this that in my mind don't land as well as they should, because um, there's this understanding that like. It, this is crazy because Johnny's getting something put in his butt. And and as, as soon as that stops being crazy, I think this sketch kind of loses a little bit of uh, uh, of its uh, intensity. Yeah, I think you guys were on to something there too, though, about like, I think that's what they were going for, right? Like they're really banking on that homophobia of the time. And I don't know. I kind of, I honestly, when I was watching that, I wasn't really thinking of that. I was kind of more so just thinking of like, did it maybe did anyone think that maybe like the colonic part of it maybe was a little weird for the time too because i think like those types of treatments like they're still kind of not really like widely done now i don't think but i think especially then that would be such mm -hmm. a niche thing that people would be like what people actually do this yeah, yoga like, was a niche thing back then imagine colonics yeah <laughs> true true like i've never done that i don't know what that would feel like um but for like a, a medical thing i had to do once i did have to do the uh like the um the at home version of that you know where you I've have to clean that. out your oh yeah that I had a, not a whole lot of fun so i i could kind of relate to what johnny was feeling when they're talking about like the water going in and like okay you're gonna be uncomfortable here for a while and like um she's like <laughs> the uh lady there is like stroking johnny's head yes <laughs> as he's like groaning she's and i just thought that was so fucking funny um but what happens is like the real part of it is when he gets the tube out and he rushes to the bathroom because that shit happened to me when i had to fucking do oh, this yeah. for the medical thing i was just talking about like if it doesn't all come out during the and it like the colonic part what is going to happen is all that water it has to come out it can't just stay in you right so you're going to feel like you're about to have the biggest bout of diarrhea you've ever battled in your fucking life and, and him running to that <laughs> toilet was a real moment yes man he takes the biggest dirtiest shit he's just sitting there and there's this funny bit of dialogue here where uh ron comes in and he, he says santa see that thing up under there that in between your legs pull it out my penis <laughs> No, no, down on the floor. Oh. See that? That's my penis. Down on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> of course he's not talking about your penis, but he's genuinely confused. Like, he doesn't know what he's talking about, but no, he was just referring to the squatty potty. They had a yeah. squatty potty in there. Speak for about being ahead of your time. Like, a squat, that was way before squatty potties. Now I have one. I have a squatty potty. They're great. They, you just plop your feet up 
on on uh, uh, just underneath the, the toilet. You pee at, poo at a better angle. But this was like to have seen that in the first place would have been brand new, brand new there. Um, but I yeah, though that that communication between Johnny and Ron where where it's like, a, no, it's between your legs. It's on the floor. He's like, I still don't think that's my peanut. Like Johnny clearly knows there's more to it at that point, but he's just egging him on a little bit. That was great. Um, also bizarre to me that this guy's full job, Ron's, is to massage stomachs as tubes are in their butt and just watch things flow out. <laughs> this was in yeah. a weird way, the most satisfying stunt I think we'll ever see on Jackass. And if anything, this is the only stunt that I've seen where the end of it had me thinking, I'd like to try that. <laughs> yeah, I'd do a colonic. Yeah. What would you guys what would you guys rate this? Uh, it was just a five out of ten for me. There wasn't like there was some good banter here and there. I just Yeah, it didn't really do much. Did a lot for Johnny, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. You could you could eat off that colon. Uh it didn't uh blow me away either, but I just <laughs> Nice pun. I, think, I like, like that. <laughs> man, I, I like watching it though, like I just yeah, I could feel what he was feeling. It was like, oh man, that, that's kind of making my stomach turn a little bit because it's not a good feeling. So um, I didn't like, I, I don't think this is one I would go back and like be talking about as one of my top stunts later. I'd probably just give this one like a three and a half, honestly. Yeah. Um, the banter was good though. I like the banter. There was good banter. It had its moments. I enjoyed it marginally. However, there's one moment in this sketch that is unforgivable what, the fact that dunn wasn't in it no that's that's in to its credit oh, oh chris I, it's, I thought you were going something good there my bad no there's one thing that's unforgivable there's a line in this sketch when they're explaining the process shirley what's her name the, the uh, i don't know if, did we get a name i don't know if we got a name know. let's call her shirley she looks like a shirley shirley i can see that goes up to goes up to johnny and says we're going to put a specul speculum into your rectum. And she didn't say rectulum. And that to me is just unforgivable. And so I have to give this a one out of 10. Just because of that, eh? Just because just of that. Just because of that. And you were giving just me shit about that. fucking rating a sketch high because the wild boys are in it. I wasn't. That was, that was Jay. No, you were. No, you literally I literally fucking lost your shit on it. No. Yes, you did. I love I love the Wild Boys. You love lot you said I can't believe you blah 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 whatever, you know. Anyways, move boys. on. Boys. Whatever. Boys. Here's what about what about this one, huh? What about Matthew McConaughey skidooing down a sand dune? Before before they did this sketch, he said uh it's, he said It's Whitey McConaughey, by the way. Yeah. But before before the sketch he uh he actually said to John, he's like, Hey Johnny. Why don't you take that? Uh, why don't you take that sled and you put it at the top of that hill over there? And Johnny's like, "Why would you want to 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 do that?" And he's like, "Well, usually when I sit in a sled, uh, I ride, I ride, I ride." That's, that was good. Luck. Honestly, that was really like good. That. <laughs> <laughs> that was really good. <laughs> I was yeah, it's just, I knew you were gonna put something in there. This dude, Whitey McConaughey, scudoons down a sand dune, flips over the handlebars. I actually did that in real life once. Uh, that's some scary shit. We were out scudoing on a, a frozen lake in the winter. 
and uh, it was starting to snow and it was getting dark out because we were out too long and we were trying to head back as fast as we could before the storm came in. I got too close to the lake's edge and I couldn't see that coming up was the bank. Like I just didn't see it. It was just black and I was going way too fast. Hit that fucker. I flew over the handlebars. That screw went for a dead stop. I flew through the trees like front flip cannonball, landed upside down in a snowbank. No joke. Upside down in a snowbank with my legs up in the air. Didn't hit any trees because I flew into the forest. No fucking idea how. I landed at the base of a tree. If I would have just like flew a little bit further or to the left or the right, I probably would have been fucking dead. No joke. I was going pretty fast. You would have had a much better podcast. That shit, it, you just watch it as like a quick little, little interstitial, but flying off a skidoo like no, that is pretty gnarly. fucking jarring, man. It's like getting hit with a sledgehammer right to the back. Uh, yeah, you got pretty lucky there. That's pretty, like, it's not fun flying off of things. But uh, we're coming up on our last finale here of the, of the episode of season one. We're finally able and... to insert some class and competition <laughs> and warriors and into this episode. I oh, think this kidding. is going to be a polarizing event, no no doubt about it. Uh, oh, but can we it call is, it a North Polarizing event? We certainly can, Mikey. Thanks, the Jay. North Polarizing Eggnog Challenge, and you can guess what's about to happen here. All right, so you know we can't eat 50 eggs, so tonight we're going to see, boys and girls, if you can drink 50 uh, shots of eggnog in one hour. Everybody knows what egg is, but what the fuck is nog? <laughs> right? I, right? Yeah, I couldn't tell you. I need to I need to step in here for a second. I once made a brilliant joke that Chris loves to butcher and steal for himself in hopes to get laughs and it never works when he says it. It only works when I say it. And he's learned the hard way several times that this is how our partnership plays out. Mikey makes a good joke. Chris tells me he hates it. And then I catch him using it behind his back <laughs> time and time again. The whole family of Vouch, I came up with that joke. <laughs> Sorry, continue, Jay. Sorry. I've been, honestly been waiting to use that for like two months now. <laughs> wow. Even before we started the podcast, that's what an opportunity. <laughs> Johnny's getting it all prepped up in the kitchen. Uh, he's adding in all the necessary ingredients, a little loogie for good luck. <laughs> uh, everybody's suited up and ready to go. And we've got some returns, people. Chris Niratko is back as Murray, the elf. Preston is all decked out as, as a snowman, face paint and all. He's like just white as can be. Uh, and you've got Becky Bell, a new one, uh, joining the table. She's Mrs. Claus. So you can imagine, you can picture it in your head. Uh, everybody's dressed up and ready to go. They're seated at the table. Uh, Johnny brings out the eggnog, and this is basically it. We're off. So they've got, uh, I, I didn't get the time. Is it another 60-minute An challenge? Yeah. yeah. So they're just going to see how much they can drink, uh, who can get through them fastest. Uh, it starts pretty fast and fast and loose. Like by drink 13, uh, I'm going to refer to Chris Niratko as Murray the Elf from here on out. But Murray, <laughs> he pukes on Preston after 13 drinks. Just not, Someone not always even does like, that to him every time, eh? Dude, runs down his arm. Oh, Holy shit. <laughs> Here's the thing. I didn't like the way Chris played his cards in the hard-boiled egg challenge because he wouldn't right. even eat anything he'd take a bite throw it all out and they'd count that as an egg in this one he he drinks everything he throws it all up but he drinks it and he knows <laughs> yeah. how to play mind games with preston lacy like nothing else 
who, by the way, Preston Lacey looked miserable before this even started this is he was not excited for it and and there was one other participant you mentioned this participant jay her name was becky bell do you guys know who becky bell is no no i didn't ring any bells but she was she was pretty uh pretty attractive i think you say i feel like this is a trap why do i feel like this is a trap it's not a trap because like the way you're saying it it's like, ha, ah, she's actually your sister. You didn't no, know about no. Ah, you said your sister's hot. It's not that. You know. Think what you will about her. I think she's very attractive. Uh, that has nothing to do with why I looked up who she is or whether she had more photos. But she is, <laughs> or was at the time, Chris Pontius's girlfriend. Ooh. Okay. <laughs> and, and Becky Bell is also a famous 17-year-old who died of complications, um, medical complications that, that were kind of absurd. That's a different Becky Bell, though, but... In case you wanted to know right. um how she's so not doing. this one not this one in the episode not this one in the episode but, but i do think one. uh we should in honor of, of of the one true becky bell dedicate this stunt to her and all the vomit that comes with it i concur as this goes on like one thing i noticed because mikey you mentioned that preston was already kind of like he was done yeah. from the start. He didn't even want to do this. Was I'm sure he, he had memories over? of last he, time. I don't know. Eggnog's the most disgusting fucking thing in the planet. Who wants to drink booze mixed with eggs? Like, it's fucking disgusting. Fuck eggnog. Can't pound those back, you know? And here's the thing. They have 48 minutes to go. Murray's at like 28 cups. And at this point, you can see Preston's at a breaking point already. They put this carrot nose on him. They just strap it to him. And they do that thing where, uh, you know, if someone like snaps your undies, it's kind of like that. They snap the carrot nose onto his face (laughs) as hard as they can. And you can tell at this point they just crossed a line, but he's still holding onto it on the inside. Like it's not going to come out quite yet, but he is fucking boiling. Uh, Something is about to happen. Yeah, and it continues down that path. I mean, I think, look, if I'm Preston, I I start this with a bit of a grudge. And that's that I don't care how many eggs they think Chris ate during that uh, egg challenge a couple episodes ago. Preston ate more. Preston won that competition. So he's already like, this guy's just going to pull the same bullshit, even though I'm going to shove down half of these things and not throw up until like the last couple minutes. And uh, and I think he's just sad, A, about that, and B, because he knows it's going to make his life miserable for the next little while. However, Chris comes to play. He comes to play. He's drinking them way quicker than anyone else. Preston is actually drinking them slower than Becky. And Becky doesn't throw up. So I think Preston must have been hung over or something going mm. into this. Yeah, he was not having a good time. As, as is maybe the case with Chris, because he's smoking a cigarette while he's doing it. He's such <laughs> a fucking hurt bag. I love him. Yeah, the guy doesn't show any weakness. He just pukes it all out. It's <laughs> pretty remarkable, actually. By the end of it, though, we get to like 44 drinks. Uh, Murray, Chris slash Murray, just river of puke comes out of him. Like I haven't seen a spray like that on the show yet i think that was pretty impressive that was rough <laughs> holy that shit. was rough yeah by the end of it preston's passed out at like cup 49 he's just head down on the table the, the contest ends <sighs> and it ends with a bang uh murray the elf pukes into the top hat of frosty <sighs> the snowman and doesn't stop there what does he do next chris you want to chris why don't you tell us what he does there why don't you tell us what he does with the hat that he just puked i don't into? even i can't it's killing me right now 
Well, because you saw you saw Chris what happened when um, Chris had actually gotten rid of the the bucket and was just vomiting onto the floor, so you could see all of it. It was chunky. It was almost like like Dude, you know when you're walking into where, I thought egg pukes were bad, man. This is just fucking disgusting. Well, you, you know when you walk into you know when you walk into the the public washroom at like a public swimming pool and you have to step near the urinals and they always have those like grates for some reason and it's wet and you know what you're walking in. Like, imagine that's what you're walking in. Like, it would just be disgusting. <laughs> Wouldn't it? <laughs> Chris, what if he just now you're not in my condo. I don't have to work you through. <laughs> that's so fucking disgusting. What, uh... It doesn't I have the chunks. I honestly have not paid attention to anything you said since the skit start. You still gotta tell us what he did with, with the top hat, right? He put it on someone's fucking head or some shit. Preston said. Who's head Preston's. though? Preston's head. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> that that you know that boiling I was talking about? That that's uh yeah, that's where he snaps. Oh, I love yeah, <laughs> Preston fucking pulls a Chris and uh flips a table, pulls down all the uh all the <laughs> Oh God. And just watching Chris having this on webcam is brilliant. I love this. Um not only not only are we dealing with someone now who's who's uh much larger than most people in the room, but he's flipped a table. He's <laughs> pissed off. This is a, this is a part I could rebound from because it just cracks me up. He was so mad. Were you guys kind of <clears throat> trying to tell if he was serious or not he was most di- of the time? Preston is notorious for legitimately fucking snapping and people move the fuck away because he's a force to be reckoned with. I'm yeah, still you fucking- see Johnny... Johnny come in and try to like pull uh what's her name either way Becky Becky Bell pulls Becky Bell away and basically is like he does this sometimes but like you don't want to be near him when he does watching him freak out flipping tables throwing shit around trashing the set is just like you're kind of I don't know you could tell like everybody's kind of laughing about it but there is that serious undertone of uh I think we went too far <laughs> like we just got to let him get this out mm-hmm. you know and not piss him off because Come the end of the episode here, uh, we're going to rate this in a second, but in the credits, you see a little snippet of them looking for Preston out on the streets and Knoxville's in his Santa gear. Yeah, like he literally ran away somewhere. Preston, he he ran away and yeah, like they really got to him. Like to do that, to get to that point, it it just made me, I guess I, like I thought the top hat thing was going to piss him off for sure, but I guess you don't realize, like when you see the behind the scenes, it really kind of shows. (laughs) Uh, it's just really hard for me to gain my composure when I just think of violent vomiting. Like, uh, since this skit started, I'm just like, just holding it back. Like, I'm sweating right now. Like, it's just like, it really fucking rattles me. Like, I don't know what else to say. Like, I'm not even putting on a facade. I'm just like trying to gain my composure. Oh, man. I, I'm so glad to see it because there is something about not just vomit, but your interaction with it that makes me just a, a happy, happy boy. It just, it gets me. It gets me. It gets you. You say it gets me in the way, like when you find you finally find your perfect partner. It just gets me. It does. Know? I would marry the concept me. of me laughing at Chris <laughs> while vomiting if I could. You know, it just like hammers in. It's always the last skit is the puke one. And I'm like, I was feeling fucking fantastic a bit ago. And now I'm just not in it. <laughs> I hear you. Anyways, with the power invested in me, you may now puke on the bride. <laughs> and with that, let's give this a rating and be off, shall we? Um, 
I will just quickly go, I guess, since I'm already yapping here. Um, I would say on this one's particular, it was the standout of the whole episode for me. Now, I know earlier at the Santa Clonic, I said, this is where the points go, baby. I think I was more in my mind thinking of this between the two because I really do want to rate this high. It was just way too entertaining not to. Like, to not give it a good rating would feel like a crime. I had so much fun with this, guys. Like, the nonstop puking. Sorry, Chris, I see you falling apart there. But the nonstop puking, <laughs> the rivers of, like, egg white vomit just coming out. There's just something about that that's like... I like this better than the egg challenge because it just felt more fast paced. It's like they figured out the formula in the first attempt and now they just gave you like they condensed all the filler and just gave you the good stuff here. And the puke in the top hat, as cruel as that was, it was one of those moments where I just had my jaw open. I was like, I couldn't believe he just did that yeah. to him. So well, heads up, if, just, if you if you um, if you bow out of a jackass competition, they're going to fuck with you. That's mm-hmm, what happens. Right just in the freak out and how it erupted there was like a human it humanized the crew a little more because you got to see again the behind the scenes of like oh this didn't just stop when the cameras cut off you know there was more shit happening behind the scenes and it really like connected you to that group it, it felt more intimate so i'm gonna give this one one of my higher ratings and go with a nine on this one nice Chris, what about you? What, um, what can we expect <laughs> from you on this i know i gave the last one a really low rating this one had a bit more because of the behind the scenes things and it just like eggnog. It's just like, how can you make puking worse than eggnog? <sighs> but I actually did enjoy the things around this a little bit more. I found it a little bit funnier. Uh, it wasn't just straight puking. No, I, I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to go with a six, which okay. for, for given this is like, used to it. It, it, this is, that's, that's as high as I can go for a puke skit. That's fine. That's fine. Um, it's wrong, but it's fine. I'm going for me on this one. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm gonna also go with a nine, and that's in line, I believe, with my earlier score on the the eggs. It had some redeeming quality, like some things I liked better, some things I liked worse. It. I liked the fact that there was a third candidate taking part who really seemed to be taking part in the right way in the in the. Uh, uh, the hard boiled eggs challenge one in this Becky, you know, great to have her there, but she didn't throw up once. So fucking lean into it. You're here for a reason. You're not just supposed to sit there and look good, but I did love all the other interactions between uh, Preston and Chris. They were fantastic. I'm in, I'm into those guys. Nine out of 10. Can't go wrong with that score. Right on. And I, I think nine out of 10 is deserving of this one. Like I said, there's just, there's so much in there that, I don't know. I just like Mikey on some of the ones that you've rated, like in the previous episode, I can't remember the stunt, but there was something you said specifically about it. I think it was the BMX joust where you said it, it had has like everything, everything, right? I, yeah, man, this is like something that if someone wanted to know, okay, uh, like what kind of weird shit can you show me from this season? Like what are the right. standouts? This would be one of them because like, I want someone to come and be sh- number one, be shocked when they see it. And that's a big thing. When you watch Jackass, you want a little bit of a shock factor. You want to laugh hysterically, which was tons of laughs here. And you just want to see, you kind of want to see that test of strength that Jackass stunts are all about where it's like, are you, do you have the will to get through this thing? And this, this stunt very well shows it and it shows it on different levels. Like you've got the Niratko guy who's just like, he's at the top of that level. It's like, yep, I'll get through it. And I'm not even going to complain about it. Then you've got Preston who's like the ground floor. And then you've just got like a bystander in the middle who's kind of just participating and you got everything happening around that. It just, I don't know. It feels so alive. I, I fucking, 
I love this, man. I, I'm a little disappointed that Chris didn't go higher, but For I understand puke why. sketch, that's as high as it goes <laughs> compared to the last one. Like, I give it his credit, but I can only go so far from what I'm able to handle. Yeah. That's fair. Surprise. That's fair. But that brings us to the end of this episode. We're going to wrap it up here. Uh, Thank you for joining us so far for a whole first season of this show. Yeah. We've got much more in store, of course. Like, we're just getting started. This may be the end of season one, uh, but we've got lots more fun to come. On the next episode, we are taking a bit of a break again. When we took a break mid-season, we looked at CKY. This time, we're going to look at something actually unrelated to Jackass. Well, not directly, anyways. What we're going to look at is the competition Happening around this time, you may have heard of a name climbing through the stuntman ranks, a man by the name of Tom Green. If uh, you're, that's not ringing any bells, he once sucked off a cow's udder, and that made him famous. <laughs> mm-hmm. It was a different time, people. And uh, he's got a little one-hour special by the name of the Subway Monkey Hour. We're going to be looking at the competition in what I believe to be one of Tom Green's finest specials. I'm very excited for that. I can't wait. Yep, I Tom Green was my absolute fucking hero growing up, which is a weird thing to say. I get it, but he was my absolute fucking hero growing up, and I cannot wait to talk about him. I totally agree. It's going to be awesome. Uh, my bum is on your lips. What else can I say? <laughs> I'm so still so rattled from the puke sketch. I can't even think anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, hopefully you'll be able to sleep tonight, man. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that, and that'll be our next episode. And coming after that, we're going to get back to Jackass, but it's a bit of a surprise at this point. But I will say this, it's something pretty grand. I think you might be able to figure out what that is for yourself. But come back in a couple weeks, and we'll... We'll be all about it. For now, let's go with some plugs. Uh, Mikey, what's up? You know what? You can find me at Retrograde Mikey on Twitter, uh, at Aaronworth on Instagram. I have a few other podcasts, one of which is a sports marketing podcast called The Sign Off, and another is, uh, as we've kind of made fun of me for, a retro video game podcast called The Retrograde. They're both great, uh, and I'm on both of them if you like me. So there you go. Keep chatting with us on uh, Instagram, at Pod. Always willing to and get excited about participating with everybody and seeing what they think about the show, what's going on. Send us your comments, what you like, what you don't like, and uh, we'll ignore what you don't like, but uh, we'll definitely uh, cater towards what you do like. So shoot it on over. Cheers. Yeah, 100%. Usually just say at the end of every episode, if, hey, if you have any questions about, you know, fucking audio engineering stuff, podcasting, if you want to get into this, if you're doing this, have questions about what we do or whatever. I don't know. You can reach me at J-A-Y-P-Dub on Twitter, and I'm happy to chat about that if you want. But that pretty much wraps it up for me and uh, I think for all of us here at the Jackass. So once again, thanks for joining us. We'll be back next week with Tom Green's Subway Monkey Hour. And until then, bye. I'm Jason Wellwood. Bye. I'm Chris Aaronworth. Bye. I'm Mikey Aaronworth. And this is the Jackass. Press X for Sound audio production.